Uppercut! Uppercut! I'm Jackie. I guess I can never make fun of Randy Newman again. I'm Justin. Can never con a condescending prick. Ooh. I'm Sam, and this is Digstown on Stinker Madness. What's that smell? <laughs> I don't know about you, but I'm thirsty as fuck. Thirsty, thirsty, thirsty as fuck. Hey, look at me! Thrill me. If you come back in here, I'm gonna hit you with so many rights, you're gonna beg for a left. Thrill me. Beg for a left. Thrill me. Welcome to Sticker Madness, a podcast about bad movies, for bad movies, lovers, blah, 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 blah. You already know all that. Otherwise, you wouldn't be here because we only have two fans. I'm one of them, and the other is my dog. So, shout out to my pup. Thanks for supporting me on Patreon. <laughs> Puptrian? <laughs> Puptrian. God damn it. How did I not get that? Yeah. Uh, I'm your host, Justin. With me are always Sam and Jackie. And just kidding, we have thousands of fans. And thank you all for thousands. listening. Literally, I can count the thousands on my fingers. Um, thousands of fingers. Yeah, yeah. I'm like that uh, uh, the thousand-fingered monster in yeah. Dark Souls 2. Or in most of hentai. Yeah, right. Ooh. Hey. <laughs> Jackie. When was the last time you watched some hentai? Just kidding. Uh, <laughs> I, don't, I don't know what that is. Okay, good. Let's good, keep it that good. way. Good, Just don't ever go to Fortune. <laughs> don't go anywhere, actually. Don't go on the internet. Yeah, just stay inside in your warm little safety blanket area. Um, this is a movie from 1992 starring James Woods, Academy Award winning James Woods. Academy. One of the ugliest men alive. Not handsome, uh, which is okay. I mean, you know. Uh, I think the type of characters he typically plays are good with that long head look. Um, Dern didn't win for Nebraska. He just got nominated, right? Who? Dern. Oh, but I don't, I don't, yeah, I don't think Bruce Dern ever won Ever won. Yeah, Bruce Dern. Gossett did. What did Louis Gossett Jr. win for? Officer and a Gentleman. Yeah, boy. Okay. Louis Gossett Jr. Uh, Heather Graham stops by. Just like burned up half of my... About this film section. By saying, <laughs> by, by saying who's in it. Uh, Randall Tex Cobb. Randall Tex Cobb. Uh, who else we got in this? Anybody? Popcorn. Popcorn shows up. Hot dogs. Uh, oh, Oliver Platt. Oliver Platt. Forgot about Oliver Platt. No, no. You can't say hot dogs because although the machine was there, there was never once a hot dog in Yeah, I wish, man. If you got a hot dog machine, I'd rather have the hot dog than the popcorn. Uh, and it looked like popcorn that they didn't even bother to put butter on. No, it, it, it's the popcorn is more like the boxes that you stack in the middle of the road for the action guys to run into later. It's just confetti for boxing. Like, well, I'm either shocked or I'm happy, but, but my popcorn's going everywhere. It's popcorn. <laughs> popcorn. <laughs> it's all it is. Man, you are killing the puns today, Sam. <laughs> oh, fuck yeah. <laughs> Fueled up at the pun station. Puns to pod. Um, <laughs> oh, yours was not yeah, good. No. Um, what else you got about uh, Digstown, Sammy? Well, the budget of Digstown is $17 million. Guess how much Man, it returned. Where did they spend $17 million? They On a wheelchair? Cast? Yeah, they probably spent 
10 on cast and 7 on production. Mm-hmm. Okay. They returned 4. 4. Not successful. Nope. Not good. Yeah. Probably but. Probably some bad marketing behind it, I'm assuming, but also it could be the movie is crap. It is crap. Uh, this is pretty much the end of Jim as, as a leading man. James Woods putting butts in seats. Yeah, after this one tanks, it's like, yeah, I don't think you can do it anymore, Woods. Before he became a jaded Hollywood hater because he got pushed out for his fucking uh, alt-right bullshit um, and, and because nobody liked working with him. Um, he was a big deal. I mean, he was uh, Hades in uh, Hercules, right? Disney movie. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's as big as you can get right that's there. That's after this, but... Okay, uh, okay. Um, what else do we know that James Woods from? Uh, the Hard Way with uh, Michael J. Fox? Yeah, that's uh, a The Killing movie. Fields, obviously. No, The Onion Fields. Onion Fields. The uh, Onion Fields. Uh, the, um, I believe it's I believe The it's Onion, onion <laughs> Fields. It is a very good film. I have never seen it. I don't like James Wood, so I don't even pay attention when he's and in things. No. His explosion was, I think he had a supporting role in The Way We Were. Ah, uh, yes, yes, yes. Okay. Yeah. Um. So, not really, like, it's not like he was fucking Dwayne The Rock Johnson no, or anything. But you know? he was a lead. He, yeah. He was a lead for probably eight years. Yeah. And then this is the end of that. Yeah. Like, after this, that goes away. Um, no, there's only so many roles he can fill. And... Getting his mug off the screen because he see, seemed to like have aged like super rapidly mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, was what they did in Hercules. And he's still like the villain. He's not even the lead. Right. So. Right. But after that, it's, he pretty much deteriorates. This is pretty much the end of Gossett Jr. as well. Yeah. Yeah. Which uh. <laughs> I mean, Iron Eagle. I mean, he was in Roots. Come on. Yeah. Right. Fine. And Iron Eagle sucks. <laughs> Like, people watched it and they liked it, but it sucks. Firewalker, Chuck Norris, come on. I mean, Firewalker, you know, you know. yep, that's actually I before he, this. <laughs> I thought he was just a B-movie actor. Louis Gossett Jr.? No, he was a big deal. Yeah. Briefly big deal. Briefly. Won an Academy Award. Yeah. Oh. So, officer and a Gentleman. Uh, Love now, lift us up where we belong. That is not from Officer and a Gentleman. What is that from? Um... Well, the, Half of the yes, movie it is. is 88. That's from Iron Eagle. You're trying no, to tie that's from Iron Eagle. Officer and a Gentleman. Is when he, where the Eagles yeah, fly? Where he goes into the I have factory and it. picks her up and takes her home. Huh. Yeah. Yuck. <laughs> that song blows. Well, I mean, it's. You and I haven't ever watched it because no. it's Richard Gere. We're right. Like, I blow this. We yeah. got nowhere else to go. I know the joke. That's it. <laughs> That's all I know about that movie. And then somehow Louis Gossett Jr. gets an Academy Award for it. So, you know, whatever. Uh, Michael Ritchie, who I accused of being much better than he is, isn't uh, when we were watching this. I always confuse Michael Ritchie as being sort of a big shot because he's done a bunch of movies that I like. Okay. Uh, Prime Cut, Fletch. Um, Fletch is a big deal. Fletch is a big deal. Bad News Bears was a big deal. Bad News Bears was a very big deal, yeah. Uh, And I really like The Scout, but he's done some stinkers, and this is one of them. Uh, the Scout. Is that the, the one with uh, Robert De Niro where he's getting stalked? Nope, that's The Fan. The Fan, okay. The okay. Scout is the one with the guy that was, uh, he had his own Arliss on HBO. Remember that guy? Yeah, yeah, yeah right. He's in the first Batman with Tim mm-hmm, Burton. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, it's him. He's, or no, 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 I'm, I'm sorry. It's not. It's uh, Albert Brooks. So Albert Brooks is The Scout and Brendan Fraser's a pitcher. And it's kind of a fun little movie. Oh, okay. It's sports not, movie. It's not a whole lot different than Trouble with the Right, only yeah. there isn't a love story in there. Yeah. Other than that, it's about the same thing. Okay. All right. Mm, no love story. I'm not watching. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You watched Diggs Town. Watched- <laughs> there was, was a love interest in this. I don't this. think that there, there was. was. We'll get into that here in a little while, but go ahead. Whatever. Uh, 
I guess we could talk briefly about the star that shines the brightest, though, in uh, this film. Heather uh, Graham? James Newton Howard, the guy that fucking oh, laid God. the music oh, down God. about an inch and a half thick over the top of this thing. It is so bad. It's it's everywhere. It's atrociously bad. I honestly, in a non-B movie or a movie that buys just sellout music and sprinkles that in or steals music, I mean like an actual production piece. Somebody had the the whole band there and the fucking movies playing on the screen and he's waving his hands around and stuff you know an actual composition a score to a movie i have not heard one that's worse i can't think of a worse score an actual scored movie yeah than it, this one i think it's because it's so everywhere it's everywhere he's like somebody in production is telling him we need to do this we need to do this and so there's like 10 different themes in this movie. There's like, the songs are everywhere. They're all over the place and they're not like bought songs. It's like, do this thing and he does do this thing and he does. And it's always there like carpet that's six inches thick. It's, it's that it's like, which is nice until you step on a Lego. Right. Right. No, this thing is filled <laughs> with Legos. Um, It's like somebody came to him and said, you know that saxophone yeah. in all the cheesy uh, 80s cops movies where he like, looks back on his life like, man, it's tough being a cop. You know, basically shitty lethal weapon. Uh, can you do that? And he's like, sax solos are for bitches. I, I do everything. Yeah. <laughs> you, want, you want sax solo? Fine. Not a problem. That's for amateurs. I got wailing guitars. Mm -hmm. I got keys uh -huh. that play too loud and uh -huh. are too dig dit doo doo doo. If you want some of that Randy Newman shit going on, I got that. I got mm -hmm. everything. I think he had a tuba at some point. Yeah, <laughs> there's a tuba solo. <laughs> there is a tuba solo with the brown bottle treatment. Right. <laughs> Later in the film, we'll talk about that specifically. Indeed. Oh, man. Uh, bless his heart. But I think that, like, even if this movie hadn't been as stupid as it is, I the score may have dropped it three stars with me, personally. Yeah. Like, it could be, like, just a cheesy, fun popcorn movie. But the score honestly puts it into the, like, dude, this movie stinks category. I didn't even notice it. Oh wow! Wow! I don't know how you didn't. Man. I just noticed that the the on uh, the uh, montages uh -huh. were were really poorly scored. That was the one thing that was really disappointing. Oh like, yeah, yeah, yeah. There wasn't a butt rock song behind no, it. No, there's anything. no soundtrack. That's, yeah, there's, that's what there's you're no wanting. singing. And, you're wanting and Rocky Four. Yeah. Well, that's what it reminded me of. And mm -hmm. then it was like, oh, it's just some dude. Yeah, they should have got like Journey and Foreigner and. Well, I have a minor respect for Boston, um, but they okay. Let's get Boston in there. Like, let's get all those guys that are in bands where, in order to listen to them, you have to have a Trans Am. Um, let's get them and just have them do it and make a soundtrack. This doesn't need to be scored as emotionally as it's supposed to be. Well, I'm just assuming it was cheaper than them buying all those songs. It was like well, oh. seventeen million dollars, Sam. The money, they had to spend that money someplace. I'm telling you, Louie and Jimbo took 10 of that themselves. I'm saying Firewalker, Sam. <laughs> that's, that's much earlier. Right. I don't know how that's earlier than this. Like, right. Louis Gossett Jr. 
he can't be asking for he's not Danny Glover at this point in time. 92 17 million just isn't a whole lot of money to spend <laughs> on a movie. So I'm thinking they saved a lot and James Newton Howard is one of the spots that they saved <laughs> <Yeah>. some cash. <laughs> okay, alright. Alright, what else uh, we got? The bombshell of the whole experience that because of this James Woods dated Heather Graham. What? what? Ew. That's a poor life choice. How old is she? She was twice her age. Yeah, right, but how old is she? I in mean, this this is ninety two, and what we're, we we did license to drive, which I think was eighty eight, and she was sixteen in that. So she's like twenty. 21. She's like twenty, and he's like fifty, and he's like gross, and she's like gorgeous, and probably impressionable, and. Maybe a bit of that fucking Weinstein shit going on, and I don't like it. You make a lot of assumptions, yeah. sir. Huh. Well, dude, if he well, was if you're a fifty-year-old guy... man and you are the it guy in Hollywood, and you approach a twenty-year-old Heather Graham and are like, "Hey, I've got a car. How about you get on this dick?" Because that's the type of guy he is. Check his Twitter feed. That's exactly. I'm not making that part up, dude. He hates fucking women. Um. She's 22, so she's at least drinking age. She's drinking age. I'll give him that. It's still pretty grody. Yeah, well, it is what it is. James Wood put his sex on Heather Graham, and we all feel bad about it. Yeah, yeah. And she's, like, a wonderful human being. I bet you, like... She's also hot as shit. Well, I I, I bet you, like, her life arc... She was probably a very sweet, young, nice, wonderful person to begin with, but, like, her and James Woods now are polar opposites. Like, she does a lot of fucking charity work... Um, she's big on, uh, promoting, uh, 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 minorities in Hollywood. Um, she's right now she's advocating for, uh, actually expanding critics, uh, people of color in the, in the critic, critic fields, uh, Metacritic and Rotten Tomatoes getting more, uh, POCs in there. Um, so she cares about things where he only cares about himself and making fun of liberals, which yeah, sure. I'm a liberal and James would blocked me on Twitter, so, sure. you know, whatever, but... He blocked you on Twitter? No, I'm not that famous. <laughs> he doesn't give a shit. <laughs> he probably doesn't even know where that button is. No, oh, he blocks people all the really? fucking time. Yeah, he's a blocker. First Amendment, First Amendment, Twitter's gotta stop cutting off conservative voices. Oh, by the way, you're blocked. Huh. Dude, shut the fuck up, bitch. Well, if it's... I can't see him saying that it was his political views that got him kicked. That's what he says. Well, yeah. So his political views got him run out of Hollywood 15 years after he was already run out of Hollywood. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I heard that was because he was a fucking cock to work with. Maybe. Maybe. It's yeah. too... There's part of me that enjoys some of those James Woods performances, but I think it's more or less that I enjoy the comedy of James Woods. Sort of, I'm not laughing with him; I'm laughing at him. Yeah, like and, I mean, like the slime ball because he's always a slime ball. He's oh, always a slime ball. Yeah, I don't know. My I guess my source of comedy, maybe it's just the one painting that Brandon Bird painting I like so much called uh, "The Last Best Hope," and it's a five man team, and it's all just James Woods in different clothes. Mm -hmm, okay, and that's hilarious. Sure. Uh, and I can't take it any farther than that. I just like, that's it. That's like, ah, oh, James Woods. All right. Yeah, Cause he wasn't a lot of action movies and I'm not really sure why. No, I'm not really sure why either. And mm. I can't really name one. 
And like the hard definitely way. not. Yeah, it, the hard it's way. It's definitely not his sex appeal. No, 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 no. He's gross. he's a hideous looking man, which is again fine. That's you fine. need those guys. You, it, not everybody. Tom Noonan, fucking great actor. A Bruce Dern is a hideous looking man. He's got bad teeth. Great actor. Um, even fucking Hanks to a degree is not a handsome man, but he's fucking great. You need you can't. Not everybody can be fucking Tom Cruise's Jackie. I don't like Tom Cruise. No, he's a fucking horrible, disgusting looking man too. Okay, who's hot? Uh, not everybody can be Chris Hemsworth. Keanu Reeves. Ke- not yeah. everybody can be Keanu. Gerard Butler. Yeah, well, he's starting to lose the edge. I'm telling you. Yeah. Yeah. So, anyways, but you need grody looking guys to be character actors and villains and which isn't a very good thing like you, you probably shouldn't say uh I, I just read this on uh reddit that you should uh, have handsome rich villains like the real world right 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 well no that like uh uh fucking akbar admiral akbar sure so in 1983 toss out a little si- uh, star wars uh, That's a uh trap. yeah it's a trap um the cast or the crew did not like admiral akbar they thought he was grody looking like dude he's a fish head guy he can't be the leader of the fucking rebel fleet what and and fucking lucas said nope he is the leader of the rebel fleet because we can't have everybody who's good be handsome and everybody who's bad be ugly that is the wrong thing to fucking say in this movie and again i applaud george lucas god damn it you're terrible at writing dialogue but fuck you got admiral akbar right he also called that one guy porkins (laughs) <laughs> I mean, way to go off on a rant there when he okay, so the he, fat he, guy Porkins he's a little 50-50 yeah it's pretty 50-50 I love it when he gets it right you're like god damn it Porkins really <laughs> what the so fuck man sometimes. why is Porkins is this a fat guy <laughs> yup you know later you're gonna be a fat guy you're George a real fat guy George <laughs> okay we he should. probably does he looks up in the mirror and goes <laughs> Porkins <laughs> I'm him now <laughs> I'm rich and I don't care. <laughs> uh, Lucas. Um, uh, we got anything yeah, we got to actually start talking about Digstown. Okay. All right. Digstown. Um, the first thing I really want to kind of get to in Digstown is because so much is flushed out about the characters and about the, the world that these characters live in via sudden discoveries and sudden expositions. And I just want to skip all that. Um, let's start with James Wood's character, uh, 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 Kane. Yeah. Uh, Gabriel Kane. Gabriel Kane. Good job. I didn't remember any of that. He's, uh, able to have men's stuff, $10,000 in a cigarette box. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like that was pretty impressive. Well, he's a con. He, he's... I mean, I don't think you can shove $10,000 in a cigarette box. Back in the eighties you could cause, or in the nineties you could cause they had big bills back then. Oh. Yeah. Five hundred dollar bills? No. I, I got like big bills right now. You 10, should see 000. my power bill. <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh no. You see my gas bill. Oh. And the air freshener I have to use to oh, get no. rid of it. Mm. Oh no. Who invited everybody's dad on the podcast today? Oh my god, that's terrible, Sam. <laughs> okay. You wanna you wanna talk about bills? Look at these ducks. Huh? <laughs> Look at these ducks. They've got a bunch of them. How about those guys that never win Super Bowls, huh? That's the Bills. 
I think we're out of bills now. <laughs> yeah, okay. Um, so anyways, he's a con. His whole fucking idiom is that he's a con man, uh, a confidence man. Sure. And he's currently, at the start of this movie, in prison because of the last con that he did. We don't know what that is. But even in prison, he's thriving as a con. He's making bucks, and, and he's a smuggler. He's a man smuggler out of prison. Yeah, hey, I'm going to smuggle you out of this joint. In two years, he successfully smuggled out five people. Yeah. Yeah. And then what is the... We'll get to the warden and his math later, but the whole thing, like, there's a lot of this movie that through three quarters of it does enough sleight of hand that I'm like, this isn't that bad. Don't... It does a good job of look over here, don't look over here. The first time you're like, just kind of pay attention to the action. Don't really think about this. Is right up front. Uh The guy gives him $10,000 in a cigarette case. Right. Like, to get him out of prison. And then he tapes that to the guy's back like he's muling the money out somewhere and you're like what the fuck is going on here right but then it's just gone and you never have to worry about it again. right no i it's sleight of hand is exactly how i would describe this film sam that's a very good way of putting it because people are fucking duped by this thing yeah if you go on to the, read the reviews on a letterbox to who I, I usually respect everybody on letterbox and imdb people fucking think that this is the greatest movie of all time when i was 12 i thought that this was the greatest movie of all time and i was an idiot <laughs> um so I, I thought fucking uh a million movies i thought fucking short circuit was awesome right um but but People are tricked into thinking that this is a big fucking deal, that this is fucking Danny Ocean planning this goddamn thing where fucking Brad Pitt's going to dupe everybody with his good looks later. Um, And you put it on paper, which is what we're about to do, and say the things that happen in the plot of this movie, and it's nothing really happens yeah this thing is boxing yeah it's but the filmmaking itself like i'm actually going to commend michael ritchie a little bit right that it's like look over here right don't pay attention that this thing is thin as shit yeah that which is why i want to expose all this stuff now rather than doing it in the way that they do it because potentially (laughs) on accident if we expose the film as the the filmmakers do people could be like wow that sounds like a really good movie but but just laying it out there on paper to start with Nothing happens. No. Um, on the other side of the screen, uh, we've got Bruce Dern, who is uh, a guy named, uh, uh, help me pronounce his name, Gion? Gion? Gion. Yeah, it's G-I-L-L-L-O-N. Um, but uh, he's a, a, a well-to-do ex-boxing manager who yeah. one time bet big and made enough money uh, to buy an entire town. Yeah, but he cheated to do it. He uh, put some drugs in the guy's. So uh, he he threw water. the fight mm-hmm. that yeah. everyone in the town was behind because right. couldn't they bet lose. big. Right, their their boy. Yeah, and the townie. So he basically stole the town from the town on a bet that they had to make for their town hero, and then foreclosed on all of them. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Because they bet their properties and everything, and he bet against this guy, and then th- had them throw the fight, and now he owns. Everything except for one one ranch. Well, I don't know that he threw the fight as much as he was drugged through his nasal That's stuff. Also right, yeah. And it but caused he, th- him to go brain dead. I think he... Uh, well, Gion- the manager throws the fight. Like, the boxer doesn't intentionally do it, but the manager rigs it, fixes it, saying. Yeah, 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 yeah. And bet against his, his boy. Right. He, he hedged himself. Yeah. He didn't really hedge himself. He just was like, ha-ha. I'm going to short this, and then I'm going to kill the... Or I'm going to fuck this whole dude in this whole town, and I'm going to be rich. Uh, and don't forget another thing about Diggstown is all of this is underground 
boxing tournaments, uh, which is pretty much why you don't go to underground boxing tournaments. Is it underground though? I don't because... yeah, it is because it's you can't fucking do that's that's like bigger deal than fucking Pete Rose, dude. And it's not like Bruce Dern's character is the fucking diabolical James Bond villain. He's not a genius. He's just some townie. Yeah. And uh, I'm pretty sure the fucking uh, uh, what's the uh, the World uh, Wildlife Foundation? What's the people in charge of boxing? Uh, the that's the thing about boxing and why boxing's still what it is is because there's a there's like seven majors, right? Federations yeah. that have their own mm-hmm. rules and their own belts, and there isn't one overarching body. Yeah, of but that. I'm pretty sure all of them would have some sort of uh, uh, investigative uh, team that you call in uh, to make sure that this type of shit doesn't happen. No, because the minor circuit is its own thing. Like, they, these guys are supposed to be heavyweights. They could have gone all the way to the top. Sure, but this other guy, the guy that was at the top, right? Mm-hmm. And then he's mm-hmm. on his, it was his swan song fight that they did this with. Mm-hmm. It was mm-hmm. supposed to be just this candy ass. It's like, you know, McNeely versus the pizza. Right. And then pizza wins. Pizza, well, we, well, pe- McNeely had a glass jaw. <laughs> okay. We all saw him fight Tyson. <laughs> and the pizza. And the pizza. I saw him fight the pizza. It only lasts 30 seconds. <laughs> pizza knocked his ass out. Pepperoni. Anyway. <laughs> Got a sausage in the eye. <laughs> Right, so I mean that would like maybe uh, make some hair stand up on the fucking gaming commission's uh, uh, arms and yeah. be like, uh, maybe we should look into this. And and, I, and then Bruce Stern leaves a fucking paper trail, fucking ten miles long. But at the same time, in real life, this is exactly what Don King's been accused of his entire life. Well. <laughs> Okay. Um, either way, I'm not sure that this is uh, on the up and up. Yeah, I don't think it is, and I don't. One of the things I also don't know is that if for a long time in many states it was actually legal to gamble on boxing mm-hmm. at the event. I don't know that or not. Yeah, I don't think your manager can fucking drug you with uh, like nasal horse- spray. Yeah, but what's the the drug? Was, horse shrinks. It was called like science name kills your brain yeah they right. threw out some nice sounding words hey that's weird that guy's brain dead and he didn't get hit one fucking time um maybe something fishy anyways um because you wouldn't just fucking put some like opium in there right and let him get knocked out mm-hmm. fall over right. not be able to get up and live the rest of his life and i was like i'm also going to make you brain dead yeah because i'm that kind of a guy yeah. <laughs> you just buy those drugs at the corner drug but don't store. worry we'll take care of you we'll put you in a derelict old house with a crappy wheelchair and one person to take care of you yeah yeah he lives in the house that fucking uh Mulder and scully found the family that were screwing their mom actually uh, I, I believe elvis and jfk live downstairs oh yeah right <laughs> Zombie adventure later. Um, then we've got uh, Louis Gossett Jr. His character's name is Honey Roy Palmer. Honey Roy Palmer. Who could have been a contender. Uh, he won 33 out of 36 by knockout. One decision and two losses. One of the losses was by decision as well. Sure. So Same re- guy, though. Real big deal. Um, he's, But he was always also on the con yeah. with... Kane? I guess he's the tin cup of boxing or something. I mean, it doesn't okay. really make sense because, like, Platt says, oh, he never got his shot. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But then it sounds like he had a career. Yeah, he was double dipping. But then he was also conning folks. Right. And maybe, my, I don't know. It's all very gray. Because his last look over fight. Here. Don't look over here. Yeah, his last fight, uh, uh, Kane threw in the towel 
on him, but he was faking being hurt to so that they could work their betting thing on the side, which again seems to be quite underground boxing tournaments. And wasn't counted in his official record because he lost the two fights to the same guy that wasn't the guy that they were talking about. Exactly. Don't look over here. Look over here. <laughs> right. <laughs> uh, so far, it's making total sense to me. Go on. Uh, any other characters we want to round out that the actually dogs. have idioms? The dogs. Uh, they are vicious attack dogs if they don't know you. And uh, James Wood has to use a shirt to get close to the dogs. Yeah, that's happened. Yep. Those dogs are in three shots of this film. Yeah. Right. Stars. I don't have a single note about them. Uh, Heather Graham. Let's talk about her. Sure. Um, she lives in the same town as Bruce Dern because apparently everything happens in this town. That's where uh, the Diggs guy is from. That's yep. why it's called Diggs Town. The guy that got drugged. Uh, Bruce Dern owns this town. Uh, the prison that James Woods was in is just up the fucking street. I guess. Um, and uh, yeah, I don't. Even though they call him Florida Man, which I don't know. Maybe they think he's from Florida. Yeah, I, I guess it's. Well, later he has a car with a Florida license plate. Oh, nice catch. Yeah. So it's like that's why they call him Florida Man. But if you just got out of prison and then you came to this town to fuck this guy why do you have a florida plated car right because he's conning him that makes sense now because that's why he never wears socks and it's hurting his feet because it doesn't make any other sense now like oh so he's putting on this out of town thing even though he's gonna do an inside job on this Which guy bears no relevance to the actual con that he does nope. um so anyways yeah so heather graham lives in this town and her brother is played by Tex... I don't know what her brother's name is. Randall Tex Cobb is yeah, Randall Wolf. Tex. Yeah, he's Wolf. Right, right, right. Who was a inmate with Kane in the prison, and they became buds, and Cobb told him, or Wolf told him, all about this fucking place, Digstown. And the fix. And the fix that, that Bruce Dern did, and so Kane decides this is where his next con job's gonna be. That's the start of the movie. Convoy. Con job. Um, okay. So he shows up in it. Yeah, he shows up. Yeah. Uh, after but being, not before okay. sending his associate with the black hair. Oliver Platt. Oliver Platt mm -hmm. to start greasing up the town and taking advantage of them in poker and right. drinking a bunch at the bar. Yeah, because Oliver, Oliver, Oliver Platt is also a skilled confidence man as well. He's a, a, a card shark. He's a pool shark. Yeah. He's more of a gambler. Right. Uh, it seems like he's cheating. He's well. cheating. Yeah. He, the billiards part, you can't cheat. No. But he obviously shows his skills of, as a mechanic with, with cards earlier in the film. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So he's beating him at poker because he's a mechanic. And uh, then he just is fortunate enough to be Why? better at pool than all these yahoos. Why is he a mechanic? A mechanic is a nickname for somebody that is able to manipulate cards in a way that they can cheat with. And like their hands are so fast that you can't see them pulling cards, hiding cards, things like that. It's just a poker term for somebody that cheats by sleight of hand with cards. Jackie, are you aware of the word uh, euphemism? <laughs> <laughs> Why is he a shark? Does he eat people? <laughs> tailbone is so large it looks like a fin when he swims <laughs> he doesn't have bones he's only cartilage what happens if he stops moving does he sink he doesn't get cancer <laughs> i guess if he stops swimming he'll die <laughs> right 
Okay, so um, so he's there laying on the, the opening round phase of this con by getting too drunk, making these outlandish bets, and taking the entire town for what they can in this small betting bar, essentially, including Bruce Stern's son's newly gifted Corvette. 1958 red and white Corvette. Yeah. Yeah, because my dad got me a car when I was in high school. Well, your dad doesn't have $2 million in assets in high school. My dad got me a Geo Metro. <laughs> yeah. I got a 1970 Datsun. Yeah. Yeah. No, None of this fucking Corvette business. Yeah. If you, I mean, let's, let's think about this. If you're the rich guy's kid in town and your dad owns the entire town and fucked everybody out of their house. Uh-huh. How long are you keeping that Corvette unvandalized? <laughs> Not very. And why are you at the fucking bar? You are like You're in high 17. school. Yeah, this is 92, dude. The legal age was 21 well before this. Sorry, gang. Um, but I guess if your dad owns the town, you get to do whatever you want. I don't know. Maybe it's just a small town thing. You guys grew up in a small town. I couldn't go to the bar when I was 18. Just, oh, yeah, man. Did they just turn the other cheek or the what? The locals would have beat us up. We couldn't do anything. If you like bought a comic with more boobs showing on the cover than... Mm-hmm. Like, oh, he's buying the, like, the whole town knew before you got home that you bought the chesty comic book. <laughs> That's how fast word spreads in a small town. That, that help, uh, that, that Sam Kenny, he likes the titties. <laughs> you got to call everybody and then call his dad after you call everybody else. And then call all of his friends' mothers and say, I'm not sure if that Sam guy is, is on the up and up. He likes yeah. titties. He likes titties. <laughs> He's 18. <laughs> and, and fortunately, I, my dad would be like, oh, okay, I guess you like the titties. That's good. Let me see this thing. Yeah, those are big titties. All right, off you go. <coughs> all right, so... Um, Kane gets out of prison... At some point, while Oliver Platt is at the bar, uh-huh. and go, I, I like the I, timing here is very bad. It looks because he's wearing the same fucking he's thing, wearing the same clothes as he visits Kane in prison. So he's wearing. He gets drunk, and there is a line of dialogue. He's like, I, "The pills would make it to where you wouldn't get drunk." But if it works in time and place, what he just did is like a three-day runner on speed, where he drinks the entire time. But nobody then, else can go home either. No. The people he's playing with. There's a townie there who's like bros with this, the kid. and Which explains. He's wearing the same clothes too. Yeah, I don't. It doesn't work. Yeah, I don't know. His truck's been parked out front for fucking three days and not get towed and blah, blah, blah. I don't. So, it's a small town, dude. Yeah, whatever. I don't care. He's yeah. got his truck is like the awesome truck from the 80s, but mm-hmm. it's like the 90s and no one cares now. Right, but right. they're still like, yeah, this is amazing. And Jim Caviezel. Uh-huh. Of the thinner line, and the guy who played Jesus comes out and says, I'd trade my dick for a truck like this. Yep. So, as males, would you trade your dick for a truck? For a Ford? Nope. Dually? Nope. Why? That's not even a... I, I'm not going to trade my bo- any of my body parts for anything. Would you trade a station wagon for this truck? Nope. No. Like, it sucks. It is a butt truck. It's a butt truck. It's a super butt truck. It, it is interesting that you bring up trading your dick for a butt truck, Jackie, because I think most people that own butt trucks have already traded their dick for something because it's... I'm trying to tie it into compensating, and I can't get there. 
<laughs> Anyways, so um, uh, Kane gets out, uh, gets a blowjob from some rando in his from car. From Abel. Yeah. Is it? Oh, dude. Yeah. <laughs> right, cool. Come on. He has like this too soon. <laughs> really butt convertible. Right. It's a <laughs> fucking Cadillac Katera. It's a Katera. I yeah. Think. Nobody liked those. No. Yeah. Um. He goes to a loan shark, gets five hundred thousand dollars from the loan shark. Hey, he's the he's the bad guy in uh, everything. Everything. I can't think of who that guy. He's is. He's got a pretty sweet ponytail. Yeah. Then he goes to Bruce Dern's boxing ring, which is underground, had a Corvette in it earlier today, um, and uh, acts like a, just a general prick. He's just Captain Rudo. I mean, like, even even if you know Bruce Dern's a bad guy, he's still being pretty prickish. Yeah. Well, he parks in his spot. He's sitting in yeah. his chair. Right. Getting his popcorn everywhere. Uh-huh. Like, I don't know. I, I get it's part of the con again, but what? why? What, how does this being a prick like i guess baits yeah bruce stern into wanting to bet against him like oh i'll take that bet because i don't like you out of towner type I, thing you, you can't sit in my chair and be a bigger dickhole than me right i'm the dickhole that sits in that chair i guess that's what he's doing okay well i'll get to that later i have a problem with that i have a problem with the whole movie um i would have poured soda on the floor that would have been a really super dick move because then when the other guy came, he'd been like, my floor is sticky. But yeah, but do you see what people do with the popcorn later? People at that gymnasium are not caring about the janitorial surfaces that happen later. They're making a mess. They're making a mess. <laughs> well, I blame the baked bean signs. So they bet against each other about who knows more boxing shit than the other one. They bet $2,000 against uh the fight that's going on in front of them but the whole thing's fucking rigged because it's uh uh Gion's guy sure and he gives them the thumbs down the guy takes a flop and says pay up bucko plus it's like wednesday afternoon in the middle of nowhere and there's nobody in here isn't this just practice matching right like, is this boxing practice yeah you can't actually just be live boxing all the time in this town i don't think they can it even says like bi-monthly on the sign right if it's bi-monthly then this is the once or twice a month that happens and nobody's there maybe it's because everybody's across the street getting taken (laughs) taken to the cleaners by oliver platt world's greatest gambler well then it seems like maybe guillon should stop having boxing matches because he's going to be hemorrhaging all of his two million dollars here pretty soon or he doesn't have two million dollars he's got seven hundred and twenty thousand dollars and another 1.5 million in non-liquid assets jackie he's worth two million dollars that is declared within this movie he could also close the bar because i guess he owns that yeah he owns the whole fucking place so except for one ranch have boxing you can't like run the other show against it you just sell beer at the match yeah this, i don't think this guy's doing a very good job of running this town no he sucks he's gonna lose it plus everybody still lives there so he took his took all their houses and he's like well you can still live here well maybe he could charge him rent i'd leave i'd fucking bail dude of course yeah so he's done it in a way like way well, in your house now but you can just still live there. And I own all the businesses, so you have to work for me, so I'm going to undercut your paycheck and uh, double your rent. And not sell you hot dogs. And not but- sell you hot dogs yeah. at your one entertainment resource. I leave. The only you way that you leave. stay is, it's too shitty. is if it's free. You're like, oh, you've, you're rubbing your dick in my eye, but 
Free rent is free rent, I so mean, whatever. What am I going to do? Move to San Francisco? <laughs> yeah. No, leave. <laughs> leave. <laughs> okay. Uh, I mean, like, you could say, somebody could make that argument like, well, I'm not leaving my grandfather's home. It's not your grandfather's home anymore. Bruce fucking Dern owns it. <laughs> yeah. Don't bet the title to your house on boxing. Right, if it's that fucking important to you. It's not that important to you. Just fucking leave. So apparently all, there's only one non-dipshit in the entire town. <laughs> right, exactly. Well, he was gone fishing. Yeah, right. So we'll get into him here in a little bit as well. So Oliver Platt makes a $10,000 bet to the townies who he's pretending to be drunk or he is drunk. I don't know. But he makes a $10,000 bet that this guy he knows, Honey Roy Palmer, could take on t any 10 men in this county. And the townies are like, oh, I'll take that bet. We're Digstown. We're from, we had Diggs. Yeah. Was our guy. We're all about the boxing. And then uh, Bruce Dern shows up and he's like, well, wait a second. If we're making 10 to 1 bets on 10 to 1 odds and you're going to go 100 to 1 for the short end of a bet, I'll get in on it. Right. Because that's what happens is right? that he made, he puts 10,000 against 100,000. And then. And I don't know where the 100,000 even came from because Oliver Platt says, I'll bet $10,000. Yeah. And then Bruce Dearden comes in and says, well, if you're betting $100,000, I'll bet $10,000. Wait, what? Yeah, yeah. And then he's like, you got two cars out there worth $50,000. Right. The truck's not worth twenty five. dollars Where'd the $100,000 come from? Well, the <laughs> other 50 comes from James Woods. Yeah. But where nobody ever said, I will bet $100,000 that Honey Roy Palmer can beat up 10 men here. He, no, Bruce Dern comes in and says, I'll raise it to 10,000 versus your 100,000, which is the worst deal in the I universe. I don't have 100,000. I have 10. Yeah. I bet 10. He's, he says that. And then James Woods is like, I'll take it. Right. And so they're on the wrong side of the worst bet ever. Right. Indeed. Which I guess is even you'd know that you're getting snowed if somebody makes you a bet like that. Like, yeah. 10 to 1 against 10 to 1? No, you're going to no. fuck me. Right. There's, this is a 100% chance. The only way you make that bet is if it's fixed. And everybody knows that you just go $1 to stop the bidding. Right, right, right. <laughs> it's, it's, not, it's not hard. Um, well, everybody knows that uh, Bricktop is in charge of the whole fucking thing, and yet that's why you can't trust underground boxing tournaments. Because there's always one guy who's going to fist everybody and burn your mother's caravan down. Yeah. God damn it. Idiots. Okay, so uh, the next day, uh, Kane comes over to Oliver Platt's uh, motel room and is like, hey, so uh, funny story. Um, I don't actually have anybody to fight this, uh, but I'm sure it'll go fine. I'm sure it'll go okay. It'll be great. Don't worry about it. And Oliver Platt's like, oh, okay, well, hold on. I'm going to go yak. Um, and so Kane goes down to wherever, uh, Honey Ray Palmer's gym is at, which is apparently the Y. <laughs> yeah. He goes down to the Y. It's not a nice one. No. And, uh, he starts conning Palmer. Kind of. Kind of. He's baiting him. Palmer baits himself into this whole fucking thing. No, he's like, oh, I'm mad at you still, but I totally want to, I'm in on whatever you're doing. Yeah. He's in the second he walks in. They're yeah. just, they're, yeah, they're, they're the, playing slapdick with each other. It's the fucking Lando Calrissian deal. Well, you know that, and they have to show that he, he doesn't have anything, right? He lost it all. 
after the last deal went south, right. which was supposedly two years ago, but now he's like 60. He's 48 years old. He's 48 years old, so apparently his boxing career was very late to start. Right. <laughs> Um, because later we find out that he started boxing in, in the, the last the last fight that he had was in the 1978, and now it's 1992. Right. And he's 60 years old. So he's 48. 48. Doesn't line up Yeah, so the timing all. doesn't line up. But he lives right next to the freeway. It's a crappy little house. Uh-huh, uh-huh. And, you know, his wife is obviously like, you better go get me some money or I'm just, fuck you. Fuck you for fucking putting us here, you fucking fucking fuck. I don't get that at all. He's volunteering at the Y, and he has a house and food. It seems like he's retired. Well, that too. And they seem to be having a nice time. Well, he's not working. You don't get paid for volunteering at the Y. Well, that's not true, though. The the YMCA, they'll pay you to teach classes. He's volunteering. He said so. It did say he's volunteering teaching boxing at the YMCA. Oh. So he's not getting paid. He's retired. He's retired. Wow. He's doing okay. <laughs> He's doing He's fine. wearing a polo shirt. He's being very frugal with his money because you have to when you retire at 48 and you don't have any money. <laughs> yeah, when you retire uh, at 48, you've done pretty well. Yeah, uh, so you got to live in a little apartment that's uh, next to the freeway sometimes. My Uncle Fred lives next to the train tracks. Uh, you think that doesn't get crazy? It does. Um, <laughs> He's fighting off the, the hobos <laughs> left and right. Yeah, you live next to the train tracks, dude. It's a, it, it gets pretty wild. Um, they have weird parties. They have weird parties. There's a lot of plastic bottles and 17 magazines. Yeah. You're like, really? Ew. Yeah. The freeway is nothing to worry about. Uh, the train tracks, pretty pretty rough stuff. So anyways, um, so he's like, okay, fine. I'll do it. And goes. they go back to Digstown. And they find a place to train, which I don't know why he needs to train because this whole thing happens in a week. I mean, I guess you need to train, but you Two don't weeks. even know who you're fighting. Yeah. Like the list isn't done. No. Who you're fighting. So you, what do you train? Uh, Lift these weights. Well, you got to do the throwing the punches. Yeah, but he's already doing that at the Y. No, he's doing. He's just telling kids what to do. Well, here, here's the deal. I read this article this week. Because volunteering oh. at the Y isn't beating the shit out of kids. <laughs> <laughs> well, you think that. Okay, so back to my article before we all decided that he was using kids as punching bags. Right. Um, yeah, I read that if you're, like, super fucking fat, okay. that you can stop a bullet from hitting your internal that organs. That is 100% not true. And so I'm saying, why even work out? Uh, it, I, mean, I guess define bullet. But, no, they did that on Mythbusters. They couldn't even do it with a twenty two. Hits you in the It hits you in the organs every time. Mm. I mean, they, they stacked, like, six freaking ballistic gels. And it made through half of them, which would be like a 10,000 pound dude. It, no, you, you can shoot a guy. You, fats, it's just water, Jackie. It's just water. Anyway, he should just get fat. And then when they punch him, it'll be like. Bloop, bloop, bloop. Yeah, you can't get hit in the chest by a, a cannonball. I've seen that. I, that's pretty cool. Well, I think you just only put so much powder in there. Yeah, well, that, yeah. I mean, sure. A, a non-gun. Okay, yeah. I mean, define, again, define bullet, define gun, define all that shit. But no. A, a store-bought twenty two, which is the smaller cal- smallest caliber you can, that's an actual gun gun. No. Don't get fat. <laughs> you're not bulletproof. <laughs> but if you're Butterbean, you're fun to watch fight. Yeah, exactly. Um, well, and we all know how this town feels about fat people. Right. They yeah. do. Because they yell at their fat people several times during this movie. Guy's not even fat. <laughs> Get up, you fat fuck. <laughs> He's like in pretty good shape. No, these people are dicks in this town. They deserve everything. <laughs> I guess. So anyways, so he 
finds this place to train, which is a barn, which again, even if he's volunteering at the Y, he could probably be like, guys, hey, um, I've been doing this for a couple years now. He's probably well-loved at this Y. They've got better equipment than a fucking barn. Well, they, he even says that he gets to work out there for free. Right? Why did they come back to Nickstown to work out in a barn? I don't know, because it's a barn. Right. It has a wrestling ring in it. No, it's a boxing ring, Jay. Oh. <laughs> it's the one where Diggs had his last training at. So... We got to have that. I know why. Because that James Howard son of a bitch. He's got to play the fucking chimes like 60 times. Like, ooh, the magic of boxing. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I thought they only played the chimes when he was near Diggs. Yeah. Well, this is near Diggs, the spirit of Diggs. Yeah, that's where Diggs, Diggs trained before he became the big thing. <laughs> that's where he beat five guys in practice. Yeah. Ugh. All right. Which sets up. Oh, oh, I wanted to point out one more thing. That's the whole reason I brought this up is this training barn is the only property that Bruce Dern doesn't own because the guy who owns it was Diggs used to work for him. And so on Diggs's last big fight, he went fishing because he knew it was fixed. Oh, what? He doesn't like what's his face. He knew he could. Then why didn't you tell everybody else? Don't bet on this. You stupids, it's fixed. They he probably all, got a cut of it. No, they no, he I think what happened is he probably tried. And everybody's on board with this big shot Bruce Dern whatever. Have you met him? He's a fucking dick. Yeah, they were all mesmerized by it. And he's like, <laughs> All right, dickheads, go get fucked. I'm gonna go fishing. Or tell Diggs, hey, don't do this match. This guy's gonna fucking poison you. He's already been mesmerized by him. He's his manager. I can't. I, I guess that's a good point. Oh, fuck. I don't know, man. Uh, it just doesn't seem like. Well, yeah, I went fishing. <laughs> you know, uh, Diggs trained here. Uh, he, he worked for me. He's a real good guy. Got a heart of gold. But I went fishing. Well, he also was a farmer. And once Diggs becomes a boxer, he's like, "Good luck, son. I still have to work here at this farm because I own it." Not on the day he goes fishing. I still say you go to the Diggs match and do everything you, you don't can. have to bet on. You it. don't go fishing. He's supportive. Maybe he doesn't like boxing, really. He's just he like... He has a ring in his he barn. He has a ring in his barn. He likes it a certain <laughs> amount. Okay, so um, so they train there. We get a montage. It sucks. And uh, we have to note that Bruce Dern, uh, Gion's character, has a spy that's uh, spying on Dig, or on uh, Palmer. The plastic hat guy? Yeah. Yeah, that says, let's make it smooth. Yeah. I think that's an MC Hammer hat. Oh, cool. He's the scout because right. he came in and introduced Platt to all the people to screw over. Right. No, he's he's an inside man. He did time yeah. with uh, Kane. So he he's double dipping, uh, yep. but he's sabotaging the spying. He's a double he's, agent. He's a he's an small town underground boxing double agent because you can have those. Right. Okay. Um, so their plan is once they get this list of the 10 men that, that Palmer's going to fight, they're going to work some prison stuff. They're going to pay off some of these guys to also take dives. So they're cheating at the underground boxing uh, to begin with, um, which is very not noble or uh, admirable. No, they're so going to put their own fix on it. Right. That's right. So would you let somebody punch you in the face for $5,000? Um, yeah yeah because that's what they're offering right we'll give you five thousand dollars he punches you in the face you go down dude totally i would totally do that 
I get punched in the face all the time for free because I'm an ass. <laughs> the, yeah, like I'm not part of the WBO. I'll take a dive because I'm not even a boxer. Right. Like we don't even have to do it in the fucking ring, Sam. Just pay me five thousand dollars and punch me in the face. Yeah, I like, am down. Like we got this uh, up and coming boxer. We're gonna pay you five thousand dollars to take a dive. Like I just fucking pay me five thousand dollars to do the fight. I'm not gonna win. Right. I'm not a boxer. Yeah. I'll just flab <laughs> around for a little I'll bit. I'll put on a show. I mean, <laughs> I'm gonna punch myself out in like forty five seconds. Oh. <laughs> Oh, pretty tired. <laughs> I wonder if you like tripped and hit your face on the corner. Uh huh. If you and you knocked yourself out, would that be a knockout for the other guy? Well, according to the rules of the underground boxing tournament that doesn't have rules, uh, you have to get into the ring. Yeah. So you can't do it on the stairs as you're on your way up. You got to get into the ring, dance a little bit, trip over your own shoelaces, and then hit the corner buckle. In between the buckle. bells, if you go down, it doesn't matter how you're out. Mm hmm. Okay. Okay. I'm so, just saying, I, I probably let somebody punch me in the face for $5,000. That's not yeah. really a tough one. It's not a tough one. If I only have to take one punch. If it's from Tyson, I have to think about it for a second. I'm like, oh, fuck. Yeah, some people you don't want to punch me in the face. I mean, it's going to suck. It's do, gonna do I, how much suck. Do I need, am I going to spend at the hospital? Yeah. Is it 5000 plus hospital bills? Because my leg's going to come off if Tyson punches me. Well, that, I mean, wonder if you lost a tooth or something. Well, that's not five thousand. I mean, that's you know, that's uh, probably that's about a bummer. You don't even need to go to the doctor of for that. dental because dentists are highway robbery now. Right, right, right. But that's optional. You don't need that tooth. You don't need. I mean, you need all of them, right? But you don't need it, one. Wear a mouthpiece. They didn't specify that. Yeah, right, right, right. And exactly. I get to wear one of those headgear things. Well, at that point, why don't they just give you five thousand dollars to to fan you if it's hot? Right. <laughs> you want some grapes with that? Cleopatra. Here's Jesus. Five, here's five K and a hand job. <laughs> Jesus. I'm How just... about you just kiss me on the cheek and I still get the five G's? Uh, what? Okay. Um, apparently, I ramped it up too far because you had to go back to the kissing on the cheek. I said hand job. <laughs> That's gross. <laughs> kissing is innocent, especially when not done on the lips. Yeah, dude. When you say hand job to a woman, we're like, oh, pass. It's just going to be a weird fumbling. When you say and... that to me, it's a power pass. <laughs> so I tug on it and you don't like it? Yeah, let's just do something else. How long ago was it that we just did this segment? Uh, <laughs> every week, I believe. Okay, there we go. Um, So they, they, that's their plan. They're going to pay off these guys. Some of them, not all of them, but it's going to be enough that uh, Palmer can handle the rest, even though he doesn't know the entire lineup because that's uh, fucking exposed at the end, which doesn't make sense. So it's stupid. Um, Another thing about Heather Graham. At some point, she finds out that they're paying off the boxers, and I guess she's grumpy about it. Because, so the, yeah, the guy, Bruce Stern owns everything, including right. the bank. She works for the bank manager, so right. she's in on She knows how much the, Bruce the Stern's pinch. worth, right, right. And that what he's doing, like where his cash is going to fund things and all of that. Right, but she's mad at Kane. Yeah, she comes. She storms oh. in and is like, "You're paying off boxers. That's not cool." And storms off. And then she ends up in his car, and they're on their way to pick up uh, Wolf at the train station because he's getting out of jail. And he and, wasn't supposed to get out for another week, right? But Kane's like, "Don't say anything to him about paying off the boxers and stuff. You know, keep that on the deal until uh, you know he's out. Until we get him, because I don't want I don't want all these guys finding out uh -huh. that that we're cheating." And she's like, eh. 
This is when they go to pick Wolf up? Right, and he's fucking dead. No, so they ship him from prison naked, <laughs> face down, in a crate. Ah, in a pine box. It's not even a pine. It's a crate. Well, it is a box. Yeah. It's made of pine, It's but it's a shipping crate. It's a shipping crate. like. And they took his pants off. Yeah, he's yeah. naked, face down, in a crate. And he's Why? not supposed to get out of prison for another week. What has happened? I know what has happened via brief dialogue, but Wolf found out. Wolf is from this town. Yes. Wolf found out that uh, uh, Gion was plant tranking digs to kill him or yeah. to, to make him not win. And so, therefore, Gion sabotaged his life by saying that he was the county's drug runner yeah. and shipped him to prison but then when he gets out of prison for that crime that he didn't commit, um, he's like, well, I can't have you telling everybody, so I'm just going to have you killed and then put in a pine box and uh, take your pants off. Yeah. Why didn't he kill him before he went to jail? If the whole reason was, but he knows about the Diggs thing, then why'd you send him to jail? Then kill him. Why not just kill him? Well, I think the warden kills him. Why? Or, why did the warden kill him? Because the warden hates James Woods so much. Because before James Woods was there... In in the uh, I wrote this down because it seems very suspect. In the eighteen years that he's worked there, before Woods, there was only six escapes, <laughs> which seems like a lot still. Yeah, you're not supposed to have any. Any? Like <laughs> that's kind of like you should be fired. Right. That's a lot. You are not good at warning. Like every two years, somebody escapes. Yeah. Here, well, let he me says, help you with that. <laughs> in my entire eighteen years. We've only had six escapes, five of which have been since you got here two you years just ago. Quoted Sam. Oh, so he had five. No, I didn't just quote Sam. I cleared it up. But you know what? If you had the brain of a super goddess, then yeah, you would be able to define detail too. Is it's it? Fine. Can I clarify something? When Sam talks, do you just check out? Sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> Sometimes it's like. I'm waiting for the toilet humor, and when it doesn't come, I'm like, oh. Yeah, because that's exactly what Sam just said. You direct <laughs> quoted him. No, I didn't. From two sentences before he started talking. Yeah, either way, so he's pissed at James Woods' character. But, see. So, so he's pissed at James Woods' character. <laughs> God damn it, <laughs> We're playing Shadow. I had to watch an episode of no, Friends with my mom. She's playing dickhead. Um, <laughs> that's what Shadow is. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yeah, and I, not to mention that this whole movie is about dickheads. Right. So, you know, I'm just in with the spirit of the film. Yeah. Um, all right. Your method acting. Why did he take his pants off? <laughs> why is he naked face down in a crate? You can't do that. And like, why did he ship him still? That dead guy was on a train to his hometown. He shipped him like that to. Yeah. Boy, this seems like maybe somebody on the train's going to be like, wait. We didn't have a pine box in our manifest. Um, what's in there? We need to look at there. It could be a fucking bomb or no, something. No, it's on the manifest. It's a crate of a certain size. No, we, I take it. Um, let's hear. Uh, we're missing Wolf uh, on our, our passenger manifest. We were supposed to have him. Well, this is a freight but train. But instead, we've got a pine box. Well, he wasn't supposed to get out of prison for another week. So there's just some pine box that magically appears on a fucking train? They come off and on all the time. Yeah. Oh, okay. And then right. they gets there, and the people that are like, oh, this is for us. And then they open it up, and it's like, 
There's men dead face down in here there's, naked. Um, there seems to be a lot of flies swarming around this uh, crate that uh, we don't have on the manifest. Maybe maybe we should take a look. I mean, no, 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 don't worry about it. We're dropping off pipe boxes all the goddamn time. We're a freight train. That doesn't make any fucking sense. No, well, they got peaches my... in the next cart. There's flies everywhere. <laughs> yeah. And, and you know what? My favorite is that the police, when these people are walking by the police and, you know, the hearse goes in there to pick up his body mm-hmm. and the police are like, yeah, there's a dead guy over there. You should go take a look. Right? It's not nothing to see here. It's like, hey, get a load of this. Yeah. There's a dead naked guy. I am still saying that this is a terrible plan from the warden because, you know, it, what you do is you get your guy up on the tower and he's got a gun and then you take the guy outside and be like, so you're leaving in a week. I just wanted to wish you a, a good trip. And then you turn around and give the signal and he pops him. And then you say the guy who died while he was escaping. You call the and be like, hey, so I got some, a funny story. Um, Your brother's dead because he tried to get out of here. That's how you get away with murder in prison. You don't put him on a fucking train to be like here's your brother <laughs> or you don't kill a guy I took his pants off for something that <laughs> you should have killed him for 10 years ago right. in order to give your adversary more motivation people to are beat gonna you. be asking questions you don't want to do that when you're involved in crime um okay so so tex is out i guess <laughs> he's not in this movie anymore i thought here this is where i sort of developed my own theory of what was going to happen in this movie because it couldn't possibly just play it straight as it was. And mm-hmm. it was, mm-hmm. it did. Right. So I was like, cause I thought he was going to be fine. Right. I thought this was part of the fix right. to get her in was that he was playing dead because you don't show up at a train station naked face down right. in a box oh, or boy. you do. And she's like, the whole town's going to hate him. And James Wood is like, He's going to have the biggest funeral you've ever seen. And then he does have the biggest funeral she's ever seen. The whole town shuts down. There's fucking flowers lining the street. There's a fucking goddamn 15-piece gospel choir singing outside of his grave. Uh, Last I heard, this guy was falsely accused kingpin of drug crime in this county these dickheads we're all on opium now because of him well they also were hard into gambling so maybe they like drugs too yeah right uh my favorite is that his coffin is being pulled on a flatbed trailer (laughs) it's just put a bunch of flowers on it behind a truck sure well you know i mean he's a big guy small town (laughs) okay so uh yeah the town's motivation is super stupid um let's get into fight night it's now fight night Fight morning. Fight morning. It's 12.01 a.m. Time to fight. Yeah, I'm pretty confused about the scheduling here, but I will get into that later. Um, Keon gives his boys uh, some little pep talk yeah. and like what you guys are going to do. I just need the first four of you guys to fight him. Uh, I don't know why somebody can't knock him out in the first, but I, 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 whatever you guys do, don't knock him out. But I want you to blind him. I want you to take out his other eye. I want you to smash up his tummy, and then I want you to bash in his brains. Yeah, they. well, I think he's ultimately unconfident that any of these people could beat a professional boxer, even at the age of 50, is where he's at. So he's like, you're going to get your ass kicked, but if you can hit him in the eye a couple of times... Then he'll hit him in the other eye a couple of times. Then maybe this guy can work the body. And by the time we get to our fifth guy, he might be starting to get tired because you guys are a bunch of pushovers. So that's strategy? Yeah. Why not just say, go out there and whip his ass? Because they can't. They're a bunch so of fucking yokels. They don't yokels. need to know that. They, they don't need to know that. They. It doesn't matter if they know it or not. 
go out there and fight hard. And then they go out there and fight hard. No, they're going to get their ass kicked. He's a professional boxer. But the outcome is still the same. Why tell them that uh, you you suck? You suck. Yeah. And uh, but do the best you can, I guess, because it doesn't matter because my 10th fighter is my fucking secret weapon. You know, and that's what I'm I'm setting this all up for a stunning reveal. Is that I, what he's doing here? Yeah. I kind of thought it was more like at this point in the film, I was thinking, oh, OK, so he wants he not only wants to win, he wants to maim this guy so bad like he did Diggs that this guy's never coming back, which serves no benefit because he's him. already retired. Right. He, well, he's just a vindictive asshole. Yeah. Be vindictive about something that's going to benefit you. This is a bad villain. Um. Anyways. So, first guy comes in. He uh, goes down. <laughs> yeah, the guy that's supposed to work the right eye doesn't. Does <laughs> the guy that's supposed to work the left eye can't even take a dive right. Right. Uh, Kane and Gion are continually amping up their uh-huh. bet as the first few fighters are going up. This is where my next theory is busted because this betting starts happening. And I had thought what they were going to do was just prop up this $100,000 loss mm-hmm, mm-hmm. on an actual heist of his cash cash at his house or right, the bank or whatever, right? right? right. Mm-hmm. And this is just a distraction. But then once the escalating starts happening, I was like, oh, no, this is just the plan. This is just the plan. Oh. What a con. Um, Third guy, he's a high schooler with some headgear. Jim Caviezel. Yeah. Yeah. Jesus. Yeah, yeah that's right. Uh, he uh, calls Louis Gossett Jr. the N-word. Yep. And gets his ass kicked for it. Gets his ass kicked. And then <laughs> even spanked afterwards. <laughs> yeah, right. And the town loves it. They're like, yep, that's funny. <laughs> then we get to the fourth guy. And they slip him a Mickey. They get, they call it the brown bottle special? Right. Yeah, it's not a Mickey, dude. Well. It's a laxative in a bottle. It's a... It's a non, let me tell you a little story. Oh, oh, good. So laxatives don't really taste like anything. They can taste like chocolate. They can taste yeah. like chocolate. <laughs> uh, what about the kind that go in your butt? Do they taste like anything? You ever tried them? If you eat it out of somebody's butt, it tastes like butt. Yeah. <laughs> tastes like turd. <laughs> okay. Sweaty right. asshole. I mean, how are you really <laughs> want to describe that? Yeah, I, I found that out the hard way. That you just put it in your butt. You don't put it in someone else's butt and then have them shoot it into your mouth. That's not how an anal laxative works orally. You just put it in your butt. Yeah. One finger. <laughs> I, I did that wrong. <laughs> I should have read the instructions. Yeah. Oh, I'm totally sidetracked now. I can't remember yeah. what My I was talking about. My whole life was weird for like laxatives, a week after that. They don't taste like anything. Yeah, so they just put laxatives in his water. Right, right. Okay. Potato, potato. I'm going to call it slipping him a Mickey. The whole point is they're slipping him a Mickey so that he goes down. A Mickey's not a good beer. Jake, I don't think you know what a Mickey is. Uh, maybe. A roofie. Yeah. No. Well, a, it's not even really. A roofie is totally, totally different. something different than That's a Mickey. That's what James Woods did to Heather Graham, probably. Yeah, you, you, usually a Mickey makes the guy pass out. The job is still accomplished. or putting something in his drink. To make him not be able to win this boxing fight. Well, he didn't get a Mickey. He got a laxative straight up because he's got the tuba farts <sighs> and yep. he shits himself hardcore on the stage. There's, yeah. I actually laugh my ass off on this because they're bad a, farts. They're bad fart fully. There's a point where like the farts are stupid uh-huh. and then you're like, it goes past that. You, oh, and anytime then it keeps you have going too many farts it. in a movie, go past the 
this is not, the farts aren't funny anymore. You have to go past. You got to go. You got to go three times farther than you yeah, think. Right. And then double it. Right. And they did that. And I laughed my ass off because yeah. the farts did not stop. It's also funny. Not when just a guy's like, oh, oh, I got the toots. But when you get hit in the tummy, and yeah. it causes farts to come yeah. out. <laughs> no, he's, he's like speed bagging this guy's tummy. Yeah. It is. <laughs> That's good comedy. And the guy's like not being hurt from the punches. He's like, oh, oh, oh. <laughs> it's not from the punching. <laughs> is it? It's from what the punches are breaking loose. You cracked a rib right there. Don't, Don't care. care. <laughs> I'm about to My crack a rib. I'm about to rip boo. <laughs> My pants are going to get ruined. Uh uh yeah that that is the funniest part i think it's intended to be the funniest sure. part but i think we're laughing at it and the, the, that it's terrible fucking comedy it's and absolutely hilarious uh okay so that's our fourth guy he runs out of the ring because he gotta poo um in the locker room guion has one of the younger two brothers who were paid to throw the fight tied up uh-huh. he's the second fighter went down he did a bad job of faking it uh-huh uh so Guillaume's like, hey, wait a minute. That kid's faking boxing. I've seen that before because it takes one to know one. Uh-huh. He's like, when they get the payoff, the older brother says, hide this somewhere good. No <laughs> one can find it. Right. So he hides it under the seat of the pickup. Yep. And then they drive that pickup to the boxing match. Correct. And then Bruce Dern finds it. And then does a bad job of faking fighting. Yeah. And... You know, why didn't they just say I sold some drugs to get that money? That's not a payoff. Did you, did you? I saw what you did in the ring. No, this kid's a dum dum, Jackie. He's not good. Yeah, he. All you have, I mean, faking a fight is really easy to do, especially if you're a boxer. Just throw a couple punches and then set yourself up. Ting done. You know, he's you're the second fighter. You're a kid, but he doesn't even do that. He just stands there and holds up his arms and gets punched a bunch. And, and Louis Gossett Jr. is even like, dude, kid, throw a punch or you're going to get killed. And he doesn't. So the kid's a dum-dum. So anyways, he's tied up. And uh, Guillaume tells uh, the older brother, hey, dude, you're going to have to beat this guy or I'm going to fucking kill your kid brother. Yeah. He's already hanging him. Yeah. And there's somebody sitting there with a gun right. at him. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Maybe, uh, maybe say something. Maybe go over to James Wood and be like, hey, so here's the deal. They got my kid brother in there. What do I do? Should I call the cops? No, the cops are dirty. Cops are dirty. But I'm a, I'm a smart con man. I'll come up with a plan, right? He doesn't like say, uh, you know what? You're right. You caught us. I'm going to do my damnedest. Mm-hmm. Bruce Dern says to him, if you don't beat him, I'm killing your brother. Right. You're fucked. You're not going to beat him. He's a professional boxer. No, you're he's just better at it than you are. So he goes out there. Fights Lewis Gossett Jr., does his best. Lewis Gossett Jr. is like, hey, dude, you're supposed to take a dive. He doesn't say anything. He just keeps fighting harder and harder and harder and harder. Uh, does some damage. Yeah. Uh, you know, he's, he's got a, he's got a uh, poker in the fight or however you say that. Uh, you know, interest. He's vested. <laughs> he's, vested. Uh, he's interested in this match. <laughs> Yes, <laughs> that might be underselling it. Yeah. Um. So, uh, but the, Lewis Gossett Jr. puts him on the mat anyways. It goes on for like three rounds mm-hmm. because they're confused as to what's going. Like, wait, he's not on the fix anymore, right? And then the second that he's like, I guess he's not fixed anymore. So, knock him out, and then he does just turns on the good boxing, knocks right. his ass out real fast, right? And uh, then the kid brother gets hung. Yeah, the faked suicide. 
And Bruce Stern's like, hey, I guess he uh, couldn't handle the loss or whatever he fucking says. Thought he was going to win the fight for real because he yeah. works at a tractor store and he's yep. going to beat this professional boxer Correct. at boxing. Yeah. All right. I always think that when I get into the boxing ring. Yeah. Yeah. You, you have to. Yeah. Yeah. Positive attitude. Otherwise, right? what are you doing there? Right. Yeah. And eventually you're going to win. <laughs> Don't get in the ring if you don't think you can win. Haven't been in one of those since I was 14. <laughs> Never have. Um, okay, because, you know, I'm not. Um, if you envision it, it'll come to you. Oh, yeah. <laughs> isn't, okay. that, right. isn't that the secret? Yeah, Costner. And then, you know, I'll get in there and I get my ass kicked every fucking time. <laughs> so I don't know what's wrong with the secret. You don't believe in it enough. All right. So I guess it's intermission now. Mm. Is it intermission because the kid's dead and the whole town's like, hey, that kid is dead? Or is it because they had an actual scheduled intermission after the fourth boxer? I think it's because the kid is dead. (sighs) No, because they go back. The thing is moot. And then they come back the next night. So it's not beating 10 guys in a row. It's like beating five guys in a row twice. It's beating four guys to start and then... Help me out here, unless I miss a boxer. We'll get to that at the end. We're on number four no, right No, this now. is number five. It's number five. Okay, first guy uh, was supposed to punch him in the face. He didn't. He didn't. Second, Second guy was the kid, the brother. dive guy. The third guy is the high schooler with the headgear. Oh, then the farts guy. Then the farts guy. Then the fifth guy, guy is the brother. Okay, all right. Yeah, There's yeah, yeah. five guys. Okay, we're at him. Okay, they're good. Okay, so yeah, it's, ta- it's fight five guys. Take a break. Take as long as you need. Take as long as you need. <laughs> it looks like they're gone for like two days right? before that he comes back. And it's not fighting ten men. And I don't it's know. It's not the Royal Rumble. It, it, to me, I'd rather just get it all out of the way because once you get hit in the face like that, your eye is going to fucking swell shut. Yeah, I don't you know. You might as well at that point just keep going because you once that swelling yeah, and bruising and stuff too. come in no matter what you're gassed you're not going to be able to to, to no. see as well your hands are going to be fucking throbbing and hurting you're not going to you're not going to be able to you push can't. past the pain either way if i'm bruce dern if i'm like wait he's going to fight 10 guys uh yeah well then why don't we give him a break and no he has to fight 10 guys that is the bet you have you fight five guys and then five guys at another point that's not fighting 10 guys it's not that's fighting five guys twice yep that's not it Oh, well, how about I fight uh, 10 guys uh, once every uh, six months? That's not fighting 10 guys. You got to fight 10 guys. Plus, if you take a break, you're going to seize up. Right, that too. Like, it's just the bet's off. The bet is off. Um. Anyways, so. But it's not. It's just getting bigger. Yeah, I guess this was the fucking whole plan. So, uh, Gion's men nab Kane. Or no, no, not not Keon's can uh, the Lone Sharks man men nab Kane and threaten to kill him. Hey, you better get this done unless uh, you know, uh, otherwise we're gonna kill you. Um So there's a little motivation there. He's pissed now. He wants all the money. Not just the the money that's bet, he wants all of the money. Gion's fortune. The two million dollars. Uh, well, yep. in, in non-liquid assets plus the uh, $720,000 he's got in the bank account. So he bets him, and Gion's I, like, okay. I hate you so much. It's my life against yours. Yeah. They're, that's how Sort of. It's actually just his life against his money. Yeah, but he's wrecked. Ruined. Yeah, but it's not his life. James Woods is betting his life. That yeah. loan shark is going to kill him. Yeah. Yeah. 
Um, but Gion gets a fax that shows that his spy is a double agent because he did time with Kane. Is Who's he getting these faxes from? The the sheriff. He calls the sheriff and says, "I want to I want to know anybody who's been in prison or been associated with Kane." The sheriff has access to that information no, in calls, 1992. No, so he calls the warden, who obviously hates James Woods. Oh boy. Okay, I didn't understand that. So and he, he calls knows the that? warden. Yeah, he the, knows that, and the warden puts facsimiles into his hands. The, pres- the prison doesn't have a fax machine. This is 1992. We barely had fax machines back then. This guy lets people <laughs> escape and tries to shoot people in his office. Right. He might have a fax machine. Yeah, he spent all the money. He's a loose fucking cannon. Yeah. <laughs> well, that and how long is this guy sitting there? Because I mean, like watching the faxes come through because there's a pile of paper on the floor and right. you just see him like sitting on a table, like just watching him come through until he recognizes somebody. Right. Also, uh. I want to know everybody that was in prison with him that's like 600 dudes 600 over a span of two years i bet you that's like three thousand three thousand yeah dude no no this is a fuck this is a this is a max security prison man sort of um they get a little loosey-goosey with i mean they let there. people escape yeah but, but he's clearly an escaperist so they have to put him in maximum security the judge is going to send him to maximum security. Whether the warden does a good job of keeping people yeah, exactly. in maximum security, is it has nothing to. He's sentenced to maximum security. Anyways, um, so they beat this guy up and stick him in a locker. Yeah, you're a double agent. Though they took his plastic hat, not my hat. And that's what he, you know, talks about once they cut his mouth free with the <sighs> dullest pair of scissors ever. Why didn't they kill this guy? They killed a kid. They're just sending a message. What's the message? We know that this is a con. It's underground illegal gambling on boxing. It's always a con. I don't they know why They put a naked you... man in a box. <laughs> they put a naked dead guy in a box. I don't know why you keep saying it's underground. It, Jackie, they it's own... literally underground. When they go down the stairs in, in, in to yeah. get to the boxing gym, they literally go underground. It is, it is lower than ground level. It is anything that is non-sanctioned boxing tournaments is called underground boxing, Jackie. You can't do it. But this is actually underground. It, it's in the basement. it's literally underground. Oh, all right. <laughs> in both meanings of the word underground, it is both of them. Okay, so... Uh, <laughs> you think fucking... You think HBO's there, Jax? No, it's unsanctioned boxing. So Kane busts into Gion's house and he's like, here's the deal. I got your message and it pisses me off and I want everything. I'm betting $1.5 million. Can I bet $1.5 million? <laughs> so the, sure. loan shark, the loan shark happens to be at Gion's breakfast. Everybody lives with Gion. I guess. I don't I get think. that. The judge lives there. The right. banker lives there. The warden lives there. The sheriff lives there. They're they, all having eggs and toast together. S- fucking Mork and Mindy live there. And they're eating off of somebody's china, some old lady's china, so... Balky lives there. Everybody lives there. The Terminators live there. The Terminators. <laughs> I No, I can't even go anywhere. Gutenberg's living there. Sally Jesse Raphael lives Gut- there. <laughs> So, so they have the same hair, it's just different colored. Maybe they are Terminators. <laughs> Sally Jesse and Gutenberg are Terminators. Mm. Oh boy. 
<laughs> There's the puns again. Yeah. At least it went somewhere. Yeah, it did. It did. <laughs> so he's like, yeah, let's do it. Let's bet $1.5 million about everything I got. Uh, the sixth guy comes in. He's got jean shorts. <laughs> <laughs> this guy is fucking ridiculous. I'm not sure if he's on the payoff or what the deal is with this fucking turd. I think he's turd. paid, but the crowd fucking loves him. He's I would. like uh, uh, Don Flamenco from uh, uh, Mike Tyson's Punch-Out. Yeah. He's fun. He's a crowd favorite. He's Yay. got cutoffs. He dances. He smokes a cigar. He's got roses in his teeth. Uh huh. Yeah, the whole thing. And he takes one takes punch one to the punch. chin and goes down. <laughs> so yeah, I think he was on the take, or he's a mundo poos. Which I guess the plan A at the beginning to work on him a little bit, so that they can take him down with the ringer. Has failed so miserably that he's just like, oh, just fucking go out there and take a dive. You assholes aren't going to hit him anyway. Yeah, let's just get to the let's, ringer. Yeah. It, which is, his kid is next. Gion's kid. He's like, hey, so what I want you to do is I want you to go up there. I want you to look him right in the eye. Then walk away. It's like, no, dad, I can find him. He's like, no, you can't. You're fucking 15. Yeah, and he's a professional boxer. Yeah. You, uh, you bet your Corvette that I just bought you. You didn't even get to drive it, you idiot. No, you're out. Um... So he does. He goes up there and uh, uh, turns around, I guess, is either according to what Sam. Every now and then I pull a punch. All right. right. I I was hoping you guys were going to change the lyrics at some point to make it Digstown related and you didn't. No. I said pull a punch. Oh, I thought you said. Oh, nice. Yeah. Um, You don't even listen to me. What do you just tune out every time I talk? (laughs) What? Who are you? <laughs> what are you doing in my house? Who the fuck are you? <laughs> All right, so the sixth, well, the kid goes, uh, he's the sixth guy. The seventh guy comes out. He's the poker loser from the bar against Oliver Platt. Um, he's, he's the dirty fighter. He's the dirty fighter. Kicks Palmer in the balls and then punches out the ref. Uh-huh. And then gets DQ'd, but still fights. Everybody, and then Palmer beats the shit out of him. Beats the shit out of him. Yeah. Gets him mad. Gets into his head. Okay. That's what Dern says anyway. The eighth guy is huge. He's like a wrestler size. This is the hammer. Yeah. No, 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 no. It's not. There's a guy before that, Jackie. Oh, there was? Yeah. The eighth guy is huge, and he doesn't appear to care about the rules because he just uses wrestling rules. Yes, he's got him in headlocks. He does the body slam. He picks him up. Yeah, he does the fucking chuck a guy move, which I don't think is legal. This is like Rocky versus (laughs) Hulk Hogan at the beginning of Rocky Three. Yeah, he pins his arm behind his back and punches him in the ribs. Uh, Again non-sanctioned boxing yeah. jackie is underground boxing if there's no rules to the boxing then it's not boxing and it's also in a basement and it's also underground <laughs> okay uh he gets knocked out anyways even though he cheats or does he cheat i don't know what the rules of this underground boxing i are. don't know yeah, yeah exactly the ninth guy comes in and he's hammerhead hankin the only guy that's ever beat Joe Lewis. Bro, Sugar Ray Leonard. Sure, honey, 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 Roy, honey Roy Palmer. Palmer. Okay. All right. 
And they're like, no way, dude, that's not, he doesn't live here. Oh, yeah, he moved here two days before you signed an agreement. That's the only guy you ever lost to, except for the guy that you lost to when I threw in the towel when we were together the last time we saw each other. Yeah. You lost to two guys, but this is one of them, and we're scared now. And this guy is 20 years younger. What the fuck? How is he? How is this guy fighting back in 1978? This Uh -uh. guy's like 30. Yeah, he would have been 10. He's ripped his... Sh- He's like Tiny Zeus Lister big. When Tiny Zeus Lister was, like, big and not fat big. Yeah, he doesn't make sense. He doesn't make sense. And uh, it got really confusing because their clothes are the same color and so are their boxing gloves. So it was really kind of hard to figure out who was hitting who. Anyways, uh, they fight a bunch. It's a punch a bunch. And uh, eventually... It comes down to Kane being like, I'm throwing in the towel. No, no, dude, you don't get to decide that because that's how boxing works. But I guess we're underground, so it doesn't really matter the rules. Um, yeah, because if the manager throws in the towel, it doesn't matter if the boxer gets up and throws it out. The manager threw in the towel. Right. But it doesn't matter because James Woods isn't the manager. The old guy with the hearing aids is the manager. There you go. So they're just tossing and they're playing catch with the towel. Then... <laughs> <laughs> uh, so he's down, and he looks up, and he sees Diggs is there, looking down on him. And he's like, not in Diggs's house. So he stands up and punches out Hammerhead Hank. Yeah, Diggs uh, moves his hand. Yeah, yeah. And, and he starts to cry. Oh. He's got a tear in his eye. Oh, boy. that. Oh. And then his hand moves, and he's like, I'm going to do it. Do what? Kick this guy's ass. Okay. Secret. Yeah. <laughs> and this is the point where I realized that the movie that I thought was going to happen that would have actually been an interesting plot where one wolf is still alive. Part of the thing he's on the side heist, right? The fight is just a ruse for that. Uh-huh. And that Dern actually did do a thing to win the fight, which was the last fighter was going to be Diggs himself, knowing that Lewis Gossett Jr. could never punch him out because he loves him too much. Oh man. I would kind of like that movie a lot more, Sam. It was, it was a, it was a. I could. I should have wrote this. I would have you done a better have. job. Yeah, you were thirteen, but uh, you know, uh, bad timing. Bad timing. Right? Yeah. Uh, blame your parents for not fucking earlier. I think they did. Oh damn! They it. just didn't. <laughs> they didn't screw up that time like they did with me. <laughs> Oopsie. Um. So yeah, he punches him out, but Gion's got a fast one. He's got one more boxer. Wait, what? I fought oh. 10. No, you didn't. My son's a little pussy. Um, he so didn't you gotta get fight in. 10. Yeah, he, duh. He didn't get in. You got to fight. The bet was you got to fight 10 men, not five men twice, not five men one time, four guys the next time. Yeah. You got to fight 10 men, and it should have been all at once in a row. So he brings in the guy from prison that we saw at the beginning of the movie who's a bruiser. He's the toughest prison Santos. fighter in the fucking tri-state area. So he's going to get his ass kicked by a professional boxer, no? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Even if he is 48. Uh, George Foreman was fighting at 50. Fuck it. Yeah. War- Warden's there. Uh, he's like, hey, you're never going to win. I got whatever. Sure. And James Wood's like, what? Oh, no. Oh, no. Um, I've seen that guy. He's a tough fighter. He beat Tech, ran a Tex Cobb just the day before I got out. And meanwhile, Lewis Gossett Jr. is like, oh, yeah, so what does he do? Because this is just some guy again. Right. They're back. I just beat the only boxer I have to box. We're back to some guy now. Right. Some Tell me rando. anything you know about this guy. I'm about to go take him apart. Has he ever been inside of a sanctioned 
kickboxing tournament. No? No. He kickboxes in prison? Mm. He ain't going to last long in here. Okay. All right. All right. I think I can do this. Um. Anyways, Uh. and so the fight begins, and they start punching. He start punching Palmer in the ri- ribs, and Kane's like, hey, thumbs down, Buster. He gives uh, the same baseball signal to take the dive right. that Darren gives at the beginning right. of the movie. And it's like, instead of what I thought was going to happen, which would have been a fun movie, this is just a series of double crosses that is so deep I can't even handle. I could, I lost count of the double crosses. Uh, well, well, let's, how about you ask that at the end? Because we're almost done. Uh, they go. He goes down. They win all the money. Gion's like, God damn it, my town. I just lost everything. And he goes into the popcorn area and it's like, Sheriff, you son of a bitch, do something about this. And the sheriff's like, it's over. It's over. Oh, yeah, I'll show you over. And he grabs the sheriff's gun. He's, everybody's like, oh, he's got a gun. And then uh, his kid comes up and he's like, no, you suck. And Brewster's like, oh, yeah, I'll slap you in the mouth a couple times. And then Lewis Costa Jr. grabs his hand and says, no more slapping that kid, you son of a bitch. Uh-huh. Come over here, other guy whose brother's dead. Punch this man in the face. And then he just punches him out. It's like, no, he just killed your brother. You're probably going to have to separate them or he's going to kill Bruce Dern with his bare hands. That's all that happens to Gion. He gets punched in the face. He gets popcorn. He gets popcorned. He gets popcorned. He should have jumped over the counter and just started shoving that popcorn in his mouth and be like, you see how crappy this tastes without butter, you son of a bitch? Fucking choke on it. Fucking choke on it, you piece of shit. Where are the hot dogs? You never brought hot dogs. You got the machine, but no hot dogs. You're a terrible host of boxing. Uh, That's the end of the movie. They sit down next to each other, Gossett and Woods, and then... They look at each other like that was a hell of one. Good job. And then it just says the end, and you're like, "Oh, wait, what? Oh, what the fuck? There's some denouement shit that needs to happen here, guys. Loose ends. It's not like we want the movie to keep going, but you did not close out your fucking plot. Leading to my first question: Now what? Well, I don't fucking really care. Yeah, I mean, well, I care for them. Like, as from a writing standpoint, like, dude, you got you, you didn't close out your plot. No, but I don't really care about any of the characters. So, Jackie, now what? Yeah. So I was thinking, he's just the same as the other guy was, right? That's my next question: exactly. Is he as bad as Dern or worse? Because right. he now owns the town. Plus, he's got all this cash. Uh huh. And so, I mean, does he do the right thing? Does he return the town back to its people? No, he's just the new boss same just as the old same boss. as the old boss right and he's, the town didn't care because they're just they're cheering for boxing again he's, he's basar al-assad yeah his dad sucked but guess what basar's worse just listen to a podcast about basar al-assad uh, <laughs> I, I mean i knew he chemicaled people i just didn't know uh i didn't know what well, the rest of the story yeah he uh, was a, he's a real fucking prick <laughs> yeah, oh. yeah as he tells him get out of my house by tomorrow morning yeah, no. So what do you do in that situation? Burn the fucker down. Yeah, we're burning this fucking town down. The whole goddamn thing. The boxing stadium, the bar, all our houses, except for the bus station, because we're all getting on a fucking bus in the morning. This town sucks. Digstown sucks. Digstown sucks. Our town hero, we have a fucking plaque 
set up to him in the bar uh-huh. lives in the house where those grodo muties are banging their mom in that episode of X Files. Yep. That's the best. That's how we treat our own. Uh huh. Mm-hmm. Fuck Digstown. Yep. Jackie, you got a question? No. Well, I guess we should count the double crosses then, or whatever they are—the swings. So, okay, I want—I want you. To, I'm putting you in charge of this because I think you've got a keen definition of what uh, the double crosses are. So the first one's going to be the the bar lead the the bait. We'll count that as one. The betting bait. Getting the whole thing going is the first one. Okay. Okay. Then you got the plastic hat guy is the second one. Okay, sure. And this is the part that I have, because now, not only with at the end where you have him being as bad as Dern, when Wolf shows up in the pine box, it's almost how he gets Wolf's sister in on it. So did he kill Wolf? And is that the third one? What? I don't know. I'm counting that as the third one. <laughs> yeah, I can I can see that. Then there's the fixes on the boxers is four. Mm-hmm. And then five would be having the prison inmate in on it. Five double Dutch doors on this little by, by cane. Well, I tie into that with my big question. What's the fucking hustle? What is the big hustle? Ownership of a town that you don't want to sleep in. No, no, I mean like the con. What's yeah. the con? Everybody on the on the interwebs about the people who are rating this fucking town. This is one of my favorite con movies of all time. The big con. What's the big con? What is it? Because he wins money at boxing betting. Yeah. Sure, he cheated. They're he both cheated, cheated a lot. But that's but that's it. That's the big con. They paid off boxers. The the big con is the guy from prison comes in. He's like, I paid you off. He paid off four other guys that were in this line, too, that he didn't even need to because he's got a fucking professional boxer and he just beat Buster Douglas in front of you. Yeah. This guy could have actually like and Bruce Dern doesn't get conned. What is he paying him in? Because he has to have Cassini front him 500 G's. And then the rest of the liquid is 250 G's on 750. A guy like this, Cassini, is taking all of the liquid. all of it. So now all James Woods has is the town. Is a town that has no economy. And so, like, did the guy from the prison boxer, he gets a house? I guess. What do you get? They do not live happily ever after. He overspent on his... uh, he got the car. On his, yeah, on his, yeah, first thing he on did. His con. He got he got a car. <laughs> he spent a hundred thousand dollars on a car. I mean, I just I st- I have to stop myself and ask everybody on the internet. Have you seen the entertainer? That's a fucking con. I'm not the entertainer. The, the sting. sting. Yeah, the, the song is the. Well, this is actually the one of the uh, the alternate title to this was Midnight Sting because it owes itself to that movie, but it's not written good. Snatch. That's a con. Yeah, there's no con here. A man cheated at boxing betting. 
in a ludicrous 10-match boxing that you can't even really cheat at. That they don't even do. Because they can't, it's not even sanctioned. It's underground. So it's, the all the fucking rules are off. This is just what silly a business. It's not a con. It's like, who's the best at cheating the game? And they're not even that good at cheating. No. They just pay off boxers to fall down on the ground. Yeah, but that's like cheating at boxing rule number one. 101. Uh, the whoa. dive. What a fucking sting. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Yeah, it's like the other one, the brown bottle special, that's 102. <laughs> like they don't even get into advanced <laughs> boxing cheating. Oh, God damn it. Um, Heather Graham's character just fucks off. She disappears after she takes plastic hat guy to the hospital. What is the point of her in this movie? To get the financial records. Why couldn't they, if they're such great con men, why couldn't they go into the bank, all of Danny Ocean, bat some eyelashes. Well, I guess because it's it's fucking James Woods. Uh, But get Uh get Oliver Platt. Oliver Platt's a somewhat handsome man. Go have him. He's played handsome characters before. He was a fucking musketeer for Christ's sake. Or Uh, go in there, do his little fucking poker song and dance, and slide a hand. They get the fucking bank records. Plus, knowing the exact amount to bet. Serves what point? uh, Like, I guess it gets him in on it faster or something. Like, oh, you know what I'm worth, and I will bet you everything. That doesn't make any sense. You're just in it for the money, right? Are you liberating this town? You can't be, because you you fenced 500 with the shark. He's getting all... You get no money. Uh, Nope. So Heather Heather Graham's character serves only one purpose. To be stunningly good looking. To run without a bra on twice. Yeah. Good job! Wow, what a great movie! You've got a you've got an eye candy character. Ugh. Yeah, we got to put James Woods in there somewhere, right? Yeah. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Sam. Any more questions? No, that I think yeah. we covered it. All right, I'm done with this movie. Final recommendations from me as a don't really. Yeah, I didn't like it. Um, it's just too contrived, and uh, it, it, it like it's a five on the good movie scale. And it's a five on the bad movie scale. There's just not enough here for anything. And it's just kind of made me mad how many people like this movie. Um, but that, that's personal to me. If I'm going to recommend it, um, I still don't. I can't. I don't. like. Th- why? Mm, why yeah. would I recommend this? Jackie, cut to you. I'm going to give it a do. I got really excited during the boxing matches. And I was like, punch him in the fucking face. Uppercut. Uppercut. I, hmm. I really. <laughs> and I. Uh, I thought it was quirky and fun, and I'm going to give it a do. Okay. I am also giving it a do um, because it's one of the less, other than, you know, the really sort of darkly evil James Woods that you can get, the quote-unquote charming James Woods, Mm -hmm. this is about as good as it gets. It is about as, even though he is a scumbag. <laughs> He's a scumbag. He's a bad person yep. who, uh, again, objectifies, like, like he, he's as James Wood in real life as you can get. Um, this is, a, like, they casted James Wood in this role for a reason, because it's him. Um, he's just kind of a shit stain, but he's as charming as James Woods can get. Yeah. You're absolutely right. And the entire, wow, what a guy, is he cheats at fucking boxing. Yeah. What a guy. I also, didn't let his uh, his actual professional boxer win because of the strength of his uh, training and the condition of his heart. He cheated at boxing. Yeah. Way to go. What a, what a guy. 
my other reason to do is just because it's so stupid and I'm glad I, I'm glad that I saw it. Will I watch it again? Probably not. Yeah. Uh, but it was nice to have seen it the one time. And the whole reason I picked it was, uh, the same reason I picked the fish that saved Pittsburgh is one of the radio guys I listened to. Jody Mack was like talking to somebody about that. They liked a boxing movie that was stupid. And he's like, look, most boxing movies are stupid. Pretty if much. you want to watch a stupid boxing movie, watch Digstown. That's, that's a stupid boxing movie. I was like, well, I should give Digstown a shot. I, I, I like the pit, the town that saved Pittsburgh, the fish that <laughs> saved Pittsburgh, the Pittsburgh that saved Pittsburgh. Yeah, um, that, I, you know, out, out of the two of them, I would, I like that one better. Oh, I totally oh, that's that a great. That was, yeah. that was. He's right about that. He, he was right about this being a stupid boxing movie, and he was right saying that that's the best basketball movie because it, it just is. It just well, is. you know, and the song sticks with you too. It's the fish that saved Pittsburgh. Uh, this this one has the song that sticks with you too. Uh, the music's calling, and we got to get back to Digstown. <laughs> you know that one? Yeah. The Greg Miller Band. <laughs> <laughs> the Greg Miller Band. <laughs> All right. Uh, let's wrap this shit up, guys. Uh, we're going to skip streaming do's and don'ts this week, but we do have a little bit of listener feedback from the one Jack B. Hi, Jack. Uh, he sends us an email. If you want to email us, talk at stinkermanis.com is the email address. He says, a red hot steaming pile of what the fuck. I am obliged to write this because this should be, all by all rights, a Smabba contender for next year. And it would be easy to overlook this movie like you guys did with Bumblebee. Thank you, Jack, for letting us know. I wish somebody would let us know about Bumblebee. The movie in question is... Pokemon Detective Pikachu. <laughs> oh, well, shit. Oh, my niece and nephew are so excited to yeah, see but this. I didn't want to have to watch this. As I'm writing this, I'm still in awe of what a colossal pile of hot shit this movie is. It's rare to find a movie where absolutely nothing in it works, but this somehow managed to do so in spectacular, mind-boggling fashion. I'm struggling to put it into words because I think it broke part of my brain. All I can wonder is, how did this movie get made? Uh, copyright our competition <laughs> uh, because the pure nonsense this movie runs on is above and beyond other corporate cash grab movies of this type. The best way I can describe it is that I felt as if I was the astronaut going into the portal at the end of 2001 space odyssey monolith. It was a surreal and mind bending experience as well as a train wreck of a movie. I like the Pokemon go game. Yeah, it's fun to play with my daughter. Yeah, with my Gets niece and nephew. Walking around. Yeah. Yeah, so uh, if you're out there on the fence about uh, Pikachu. I wasn't on the fence. I was like, I bet that sucks, and I don't want to watch it. Because, I mean, it's a Detective Pikachu. Man, I kind of I, I like Pikachu. There was a time where I was unemployed and uh, smoked a lot of reefer. And like, it was right when. Uh, Pika. Yeah, right when. Uh, um, Pika. The Pokemon cartoon was on syndication on basically everywhere. Sure. And that shit is hot shit when you're on the reefer. So I watched a lot of Pikachu and I kind of have a or Pokemon. Um, I kind of have a little bit of a soft, uh, uh, you know, I didn't, I don't think it's good. Yeah. I don't like playing the games. I just like monsters. I think they're fun. So I kind of wanted to watch it. And I thought, barely I, I thought monsters, they looked They're like kitties. Yeah. They're like kitty monsters. They're fun. They're fun. And I thought the, the the art styling looked good to me. But uh, uh, yeah, Pokemon was a pretty well, it's on No, the, the movie. End. I'm talking about the movie. Oh, the. Yeah. It's not Sonic. Everybody's uh, pissed about the Sonic movie because Sonic looks like shit. 
<laughs> Sonic looks like an abomination. Yeah, he looks like an abomination. But I thought the Pikachu looked okay, and uh, it's probably gonna be stupid. But uh, I thought it was gonna be fine. But you're gonna get your you're, uh, you're not gonna like it at all. Why? Because Ryan Reynolds is Pikachu. No, I hate Ryan Reynolds. Don't like him. Mm. He won't shut up. Never. Everybody loves him because he can't keep his fucking flapper closed. <laughs> I think they like him because he's handsome, yeah, too. Oh, that could be that. Looks good without his shirt off. Yeah. Married to Blake Lively. Yeah. And everybody else who's everybody hot else. at one point or another yeah. is that guy. All right. Yeah. All right. Let's wrap this up, kids. Next week is Jackie's pick. What are we doing? Love potion number nine. Um, Starring. Sandra Bullock. And. And some doofus guy. Uh, Tatum O'Neill. Kid what? Nate Donovan. Tate Donovan. Tate Donovan. Tatum, Channing Tatum. No, he would have been it's not, 12. It's not Tate Donovan. God damn it. Who the fuck is the guy? Sander Bullock. Um, Donovan McNabb. Donovan and McNabb. <laughs> <laughs> that would be a, quite the movie. I would watch that. Uh, currently streaming on Amazon Prime, so go watch that. Enjoy your week. Uh, enjoy your E3s, as it were, you fellow gamers. And uh, we'll see you on Monday. Get to the chop. Visit us at www.stinkermadness.com. Follow Stinker Madness on Twitter at Stinker Madness. Please rate and review us on iTunes and Stitcher. Thank you for listening and get to the chopper.